You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 153. This episode is sponsored by 4athletics.com, F-O-U-R athletics.com. They are our new sponsor. We love them. We love working with nice people. They have fabulous clothes. And they are all made in the U.S., which we love. And when you go on their website, it can be a little confusing. It's t- it talks about crowdfunding. They have an FAQ section on their website that explains what that means. But basically, think of it as like a pre-order. We've been getting some questions about that. So basically, you're pre-ordering. And what they do is they... They wait until they get a full, like, quote unquote, batch of clothes, and then they get those manufactured all in one batch and send them out so they don't have to uh, pay to ha- keep things in a warehouse. And that makes things cheaper for you, makes things easier for them, and makes it so that they are able to keep their manufacturing in the US. And, and the costs got, are low. And then we got some of their men's clothes that mm-hmm. we passed on to Brandon and hashtag SuperfanChrisG. SuperfanChrisG. They're wonderful. They're really, I, I, keep saying this i'm a broken record but their clothes are so dang so soft dang soft like butter it really is like butter, like butter. on your body just slather mm. butter on your body who doesn't like butter don't do that actually <laughs> that'd be weird their clothes are amazing <laughs> so you can support the podcast by supporting four athletics f-o-u-r athletics.com you can enter code g-g-w that gets you 10 percent off your entire order and you can support the podcast support this amazing company and everything is a win-win and the clothes are amazing so please four athletics F-O-U-R, athletics.com. This episode is also sponsored by Kalo, the makers of the silicone wedding rings that we have been loving this entire time that they've sponsored us. <laughs> you can support the podcast also by going to qalo.com, qalo.com, and that discount code is also GGW. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast through our sponsors. We are beyond excited to have... <laughs> The Paleo Women Podcast on our show. It's a podcastception. It's a podcastception. It really is like this weird meeting of the minds. But also wonderful because you guys have nice microphones. Yeah, totally. So welcome to Tar and Stephanie Ruper. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Um, We were just talking about how Stephanie, so Stephanie's across the pond. Stephanie. um, Is that your British accent? Yeah, totally. Mm. How did I do, Stephanie? No, it's don't, probably better than mine. Don't answer that question. <laughs> um, we were just talking about like audio and trying to get our mics all set, and Stephanie is in this like echoey room, so she's literally podcasting right now with like a scarf over her head, and she sent us a picture to prove it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Never let it be said that my fame went to my head because I can. I'm still capable of putting a scarf over my yeah my head. I mean, you're just Stephanie from the block. <laughs> 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 yeah, that applies very well uh, in my little Oxford cubicle of a setting. Yeah. <laughs> so give us a little bit of a history of what brought you guys together to start the Paleo, Paleo Women podcast. You want me to take that? Yeah, go Stephanie? ahead. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Stephanie are, and I are obviously now really good friends, but there was a time when we didn't actually, we, we weren't friends, which is just uh, terrifying to think about now. I don't know what I'd do without her. But um, it was actually back, I guess, in 2014-ish. Um, and actually, I had heard Stephanie on a podcast, um, and she was talking about her new book, which is Sexy by Nature. Everybody should go buy it. Yes. And And I, after hearing that, I had followed her on social media and... Um, <laughs> I, I, Steph, I'm not going to throw you too badly, you know. Put me under the, the bus, Noel. Yeah. But, uh, her social media was like crickets. And I was like, what's going on with this girl? Like, she's got a lot to say, but she's just not active at all. And so at that time, I was actually transitioning out of a marketing job. So my degrees in marketing 
And I was um, working with brands that I really enjoyed to help them with their marketing and social media and stuff like that. And so I was actually going through the NTA, which is an online-based um, like curriculum where you can become a nutritional therapy practitioner. So that took about a year. So while I was doing that, uh, I was doing this thing, the social media thing. And so Steph, I reached out to Steph and I was like, hey, you need help. And she was like, hey, I do. And so then we started working together. But then it became so much more than just like, you know, helping each other with business, which is, you know, a big part of what we do. We're definitely business partners in many projects. But now, you know, we're we're close friends. So BFFs. And then we started a podcast. <laughs> it was a match made in heaven. It was. So what inspired the podcast where you guys both like, hey, you know, we have some things to say here. Why don't we put this out into the world? Because you might take that one. <laughs> yeah, you both have a lot of knowledge and you your your podcast is so informative. So I'm just wanna pick your brain a little bit about that. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah, and I'm gonna it's leave great. this. I need to get this out of the way. My audience would know that I was joking when I said I was famous, but yours wouldn't. My audience knows I think I'm the worst. Um, so our our code hey for is hashtag so yeah. famous. Yeah, our code our code for all of that is hashtag so famous, so yeah. that you guys can use that from yeah, now on. Yeah, you can still. It could feel yeah. free to see that that fa- that feeling where you're like, oh my gosh, somebody that I don't know just recognized me, or like I get a Snapchat, like oh my god, I can't believe you guys read our Snapchats. Like, oh, we are not that hashtag so famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have people ever come up to you and been like, oh, my gosh, you're Stephanie Ruper. Oh, my gosh, you're Noel Tarr. Actually, it just, it just happened to me for the first time in my Whole Foods. I mean, besides, like, Paleo FX. But, like, for, she was like, uh, do you do the Paleo Women podcast? I was like, oh, my gosh, it's happened. Yeah, that's what we would. Yeah, that's exactly what we would re- refer to as a hashtag so famous moment. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. So go ahead, Stephanie. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> the podcast. No. So uh, I did a podcast a few years ago and it was really hard and it fizzled. <laughs> it covered a lot of things that I cared about a lot. We talked about body image uh, primarily and people's relationships with food. And I brought on some famous paleo uh, thinkers at the time and it was uh, really fabulous. But I just, I can't, I don't have it together. And Noel has it together. So the Paleo Women podcast, our listeners, again, will not be surprised to hear, uh, was by and large motivated by Noel first. She was like, Steph, like, come on, I know that we have things to say. Like, let's, let's make this happen. And I was like, all right, yeah, we definitely need to make this happen. And so I'm hugely grateful to Noel for initiating that and for sort of compelling the process and being able to tell me with all of her fabulous research and marketing know-how what we should talk about and what we shouldn't. And I actually think the really great thing about how we approach the podcast is that we're very audience-driven and Noelle primarily does a lot of work trying to figure out what people want us to talk about. And we try to address things that people care about and to talk in a way that people can relate to and just to actually make this a community endeavor rather than just, you know, two flippant girls bloviating about how cool they are, which we do do. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, that word was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) She has a lot of them. (laughs) One trick pony over here. (laughs) (laughs) With a scarf on your head. Yeah, Um, that's so Noel, I have to ask you, did you, you, I know you said you had a background in marketing, but I have to, I have to know that you were like on TV or something before because your voice and your presence in front of a camera is like to die for. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I did not. But I had very similar experiences with my, 
Oh, uh, we called them camcorders back in the day. Oh, yeah, the and, camcorders. Yeah, yeah camcorders. Uh, I used to like, this was what I used to do to entertain myself. I did it with my friends. I pulled my friends into it. Uh, me and my best friend, uh, when I was younger, we used to hold like SNL skits and we would do whole new shows and we would just have different characters and personas in front of the camera. Like we would literally make these entire video recordings of just like TV shows. So I have a lot of experience doing that. And actually, it's interesting because when I went to... Uh, college. I was hoping to actually be in the news casting industry. Yep, but I it could just totally see you doing that. I was never. Yeah, I was never like. You. Yeah, I was not not like. Oh, yay! The news. So it's it's a really <laughs> you know it's a really good fit now that I get to talk about the things that I want to talk about with my friend, nonetheless. But then also make you know videos and stuff and and be able to use that in a different capacity. So I appreciate that. <laughs> what would you say is your guys's favorite topic to cover? I'd have to, oh. oh, okay, I know what it is. Noelle, you pick yours, and I'll pick mine, and then at the count of three, we'll say them at the same time. Oh, I love this. Okay. Ready? Um, uh, okay. <laughs> You're going to have something She's not there. ready. She's not ready. Do you need a moment? Do you need a moment? We do. Play, like, some but whole we don't music. have Let's go. One, two, <laughs> three. Apples. <laughs> oh, Honeycrisp? Because I know you love them. <laughs> I knew you were going to have something way better. Yeah, we debate apples pretty regularly. You really do. Noelle was probably going to be like uh, irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Digestion, probiotics. Um, Stephanie, why do you hate uh, Honeycrisp? That like makes me, my hurts my heart. <laughs> uh, mine too. Because apples are supposed to be sweet and Honeycrisp's masquerade is something that might be sweet, but they're not. They're just a ball of lies. <laughs> a crispy refreshing ball of lies doesn't that count for anything crispy and refreshing are two like euphemisms for terrible and tangy <laughs> that's so funny even. we're not having this discussion <laughs> i'm so sorry i brought it up oh my so goodness. mad at the apples <laughs> no so sorry no what was yours oh my gosh body image because i feel like we um Oh, are you talking about apples or my favorite topic? No, no. I mean either Let's or. Move on. Or the body, okay. the shape, the shape of a body. Uh, hashtag Team Pink Ladies. Uh, the body image thing is my favorite topic, mostly because there's always new things to say about it, um, especially as we evolve in our opinions, but also as the world evolves and society evolves. And so we get a ton of different questions about that, and honestly, it gives us an opportunity to to speak from the heart but also rant a tad bit which is which is what we like to do sort of um so yeah we, t we talk a lot about body image this question comes up a lot for us as well so i guess what is the thing that you've seen the most with your listenership in regards in yourselves. to yeah or in yourselves in regards to body image um what noelle and i end up doing a lot is pushing back on the things, not just the things that we do in our society, like diet and count calories, but the latent presuppositions that sit behind them. I'm so sorry. I was writing my dissertation before this. I love it. I am <laughs> How loving. How many times did I write the phrase latent presuppositions today? Let's make hey. it one more because I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, Claire's <laughs> so excited. But, but I speak in all seriousness. That's that's sort of what we do, and I, I do think that's a part of what resonates with people because we get at what's really sitting in in people's hearts and what's really driving them. You know, we talk about how discipline is so overprized in you know American society and how we sort of 
wrap up our self-worth with the kinds of foods that we eat and we like to deconstruct um, the way in which we sort of hook morality to food. You know, Noel is a very staunch proponent of getting rid of good and the idea of good and bad foods, right? And totally. sort of changing that into a dialogue about how can we nourish our bodies with food instead of how can we control our bodies with food? Yeah, I think that, um, so many things. I think that, I think by and large, like what really helped me, and so this is kind of what I'm a major proponent of, is really removing, like Stephanie was saying, just those, like evaluating ourselves based on numbers and based on the amount of things that we do and really this like comparison game that we play. And and society loves to kind of make us feel like if we don't measure up to person A, B, or C, uh, which is exemplified by this you know, magazine cover or whatever, then you are uh, less than and you don't have as much worth or you're not as attractive as, you know, this person. And so the society uses that technique, trying to put self-doubt in our head and trying to, to give or to project shame and to make us feel shameful in order to sell us products. And so like once you see that and you kind of have this like veil lifted uh, you stop buying into the idea that you need to be one specific way or that you even need to compare yourselves to other people in order to be healthy and happy like we have this idea that you know happiness is that this thing this look or this um, achievement and yes achievements can can make us really happy but happiness isn't a destination right I mean it's a it's a journey and we have to be um happy with ourselves and and make changes from a place of self-love and not from shame or or self-doubt um if we actually want to like enjoy life and experience all that it has to offer so you know when i kind of went through that process of shifting or, or almost you know looking behind the curtain and seeing what a lot of this diet and health and fitness industry is like you know i became really Uh, passionate about it showing that to other people and empowering other people to start making changes with an individualized approach which Steph and I are both really you know passionate about but also you know from a place of self-love so so I want to do an experiment if we can and we don't have to but I thought this might be an interesting thing since it's like four chicks talking is that we we don't just we preach this but we don't always uh, practice it very well and I think there's times when we have personal experiences of feeling insecure or feeling like, wow, I really, you know, struggled with looking at Instagram to get today because I feel like my life is really difficult and everyone's life is really good. I like mean, is Joy there- used to have anxiety attacks on Sunday nights from watching the Kardashians. Yeah, I used to watch the Kardashians oh. and it would just like send me over the edge because I'm like, my life is so not that fabulous. So, <laughs> which is so silly, I know. But, but is there anything on a personal level that you feel comfortable sharing. It's like, yeah, I really struggled with this and this is how I worked through it. And this is how I know that this is possible for all of our listeners or women in general. Um, Well, I would be willing to share anything, but the amount of uh, unreasonable, the amount of anxieties I've dealt with in my life are just, I don't, how do I pick? How about (laughs) the most recent one? (laughs) Yeah, join the club. We've we've shared about this as well. (laughs) Okay, so this isn't particularly body image related, but I deal with some latent, latent, I deal with some side effects from a drug that I took a few years ago. And my health is is not where I would like for it to be. And I struggle with a lot of symptoms that people can't see on the surface. Uh, I can't look at bright lights. 
I can't hear loud sounds. They give me migraines. I get nauseated really easily. I can't sleep well. I'm prone to anxiety. These are all whatever. They're things that people can't see and they make my life a lot harder than I would like for it to be. And so I struggle a lot with being frustrated with my body in that way, in the symptomatic way, in the chronic disease kind of way. There are whole communities of people who deal with this sort of thing. And unfortunately, I'm not in them, but I have sort of discarded. I have refused to let uh, anxiety about body image disrupt my life anymore. It's very hard for me to let go of this other kind of anxiety uh, because it's it's hard not to be frustrated because it interferes with like practically with the way that I live my life. And it also is very destabilizing because when you have a health condition and things are going wrong and you don't know why and you're trying to fix it but you can't, you end up sort of feeling a little bit existentially shaken, right? Like, is there something deeper going on? Do I have some sort of chronic problem? Uh, am I going to die soon? Like, these are all things, anxieties that creep in when you struggle with symptoms and you can't quite figure out how to make them go away. So this is what I struggle with today. Um, body image, though, I mean, that's, read Sexy by Nature if you want. You can read all about what I've what I've thought about. But yeah, that's me today. Um, same, but different, uh, (laughs) which is the story. I, body image, uh, most of my, throughout most of high school and college, uh, which has kind of catapulted my career and what I do today, but not, and that's not to say, I think that it's a misconception that like, if you are a proponent of, you know, you're, you can be healthy at a variety of weights and you're, you you love, you know, spreading the message of self-love, that doesn't mean that you, like, love yourself all of the time. Uh, but that, you know, I've dealt a lot with that in in the past. I think more recently and what's been happening um, lately in my life is I have a major uh, ailment. I don't want to, like, call it a back condition because it's just so, as, as many of you know, with back issues, it's so hard to pinpoint exactly what's going on and you can be in excruciating pain and show nothing on an x-ray. And so, like, we figured out that I have some major SI joint issues going on and, and something's going on with actually how my pelvis sits. But this happened, like, back in October or November of last year and I went for about five months without really doing any major uh, working out. And and that was kind of terrifying for me because I, I found that I was still in that mindset of, well, if I work out today, then it's a good day. And if I don't, then it's not. When it's not a rest day, like a planned rest day, uh, because I love rest days and I, I have to pro- I program in, them in now. But I was still really struggling with like a couple weeks went by without me doing anything, not even walking because there was a point where I just couldn't even, I was oh having gosh. a hard time getting out of bed. And um, and it just like really rocked me. And so like I had to kind of reframe my thinking and, and, and it did like getting on the other side of this was a huge learning lesson, which is uh, your body's still going to take care of you. <laughs> and even when you're injured, your body's not, all, you're not all of a sudden going to lose all of your fitness. Like everything that I've done in the past, you know, five years when it comes to lifting and weight training and all that stuff isn't erased. Um, and so, you know, now after a few months of just getting back into it and trying new things, yes, I've had to leave, uh, things to the wayside, like back squats and deadlifts, which are, 
what a lot of women in strength training use to define their strength. Um, you know, I've had to let go of that and say it's it's, it's okay not to do that. If you're like you, that's not a, a, a actual thing that you have to do in order to be fit. It's helpful, but um, you know, le- learning to say okay, that's not. I don't need to do that. But then also like seeing my fitness still continue to progress and still being able to like improve in my pull ups and bench press and. And also doing, you know, more sprint related activities and being like, oh, wow, I used to I used to do that, you know, back in August and I can do that now. And it didn't take that long to get there. Yes, of course, I had to slowly I'd get back into things and I'm still dealing with a lot of the pain and the the issues. You know, I can't sit or stand for like certain periods of time. But um, throughout all of that, I've had to really just get on the get on the same side as my body get on be, become a team and if it meant taking three four five months off and just doing really boring glute activation exercises then that's what I needed to do and so you know being able to come on the other side of that and still relatively be have balance and be the same weight and have the same fitness uh, you know capabilities is been a has been a really good learning lesson for me what about you Jay Oh, well, I think as we're talking, um, and we talked about this recently, is the process of being flexible. You guys probably see this a lot, like on, I'm thinking of Instagram or all of the social media outlets that we are faced with every day and how we compare ourselves all the time. And I fall into that trap. It's one of those things I'm aware of. It's like, I know this isn't good for me, but I'm just gonna, I keep doing it. It's just that comparison. When you're faced with people who are eating a certain way or exercise, what appears to be like they're exercising every day, that I will constantly feel like I'm not doing enough. And I feel like that's something that I've been struggling with a lot lately is like not enough, not enough, not enough, and not enough rest really is Which is sort of like an odd balance. Really odd balance. So I would say that's something that I need to work on for sure. But I, but I want, we want to get back to that with you guys too, because I want to talk yeah. about that in relation to your podcast. That's true. Anything, like we may, we could all, yeah. all, all air our grievances right. and we can. Yeah. Yeah. Go Claire. <laughs> we can download. I think for me, it's been how to do with. So I had a baby at the end of last October, and so he's about seven, a little over seven months old now. And in my mind, I had this date of like, okay, at the by the end of July, yeah, that will be you know nine months postpartum. So I will have had as much time not being pregnant as I had pregnant. And so for me, it was like that has been kind of like the finish line of like by then I need to be back to where I was, you know, I um need to have my old PRs. I need to be getting in the gym as much as I ever was. And that's just like, it's just not my life anymore. I just, you know, I can't get to the gym the way that I was. My body, and I've talked about this a little bit. My body is just, it's not, you know, I, I will never have my like pre-baby body, quote unquote, back. Because my body has been through something, you know, that a, is like a huge a thing. A huge thing. Like you like birthed the child. physically huge and like hormonally huge and you know, everything huge. And so kind of having to let go of the expectation of like, if I want to be seen as a serious, not a serious figure in the CrossFit world, but like if I want to be taken seriously by people who listen to our podcast as someone who like cares about CrossFit and does, you know, is like into fitness and like is dedicated. And I think, you know, what you were saying before about like that kind of discipline thing where we tell ourselves like the best thing we can do is be disciplined and all all you have to do is just stick with it. And if you really want a goal, then you have to think about it 24 seven. Otherwise you don't really, you know, you're kind of led to believe a little bit that like if you aren't thinking about your goal 24 seven, then you don't really want it. And so I've kind of had to come to terms with like, okay, if, you know, if, and if, 
and very much when I am not back to where I was by the end of July, <clears throat> what does that mean for this part of my identity that is a CrossFitter? Therapy. <laughs> I think I just put my therapy hat you on. You totally put your, th- your mm-hmm. therapy headband on. Yeah. What were you going to circle back with? Well, I want to talk about the, you know, we're, we're all about advocating health and wellness. And Noelle and Stephanie, I wonder too, if your listeners get into that rigid thinking or at least of, you know, I need to eat this way. I know they have because I've heard you guys talk about this on the podcast, but how do you kind of marry that dilemma that you're advocating for health and wellness, but people can kind of take it to an extreme of beating themselves up. Like I, like I just said, like I beat myself up sometimes if I'm comparing of like, oh, I'm not doing enough and really finding that balance of being like, and go live your life. Because life is meant to be lived to the fullest. Well, I'm a, I'm of the opinion, and I think Noel maybe at least kind of is <laughs> that like I'm just <laughs> I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't have time for that. I I really believe that the most important thing for wellness is happiness. And you know, we spend all of this time like trying to like eat perfect and work out perfect or whatever, but why? Seriously, why? Just like sit down and think why. And we don't, I don't think we all together have a good answer because unless you're trying to fix your symptoms, all you're trying to do is live forever or be morally perfect. And I think both of those things are impossible. So let's let go of it and just uh, be kind and laugh, (laughs) right? So Whenever people are sort of stuck in these ruts of, of being perfectionistic, I just I ask that we sit back and think why. And you know, we have all these studies of centenarians and people who live to be a hundred. And I think a pretty significant chunk of them like well, smoke cigarettes, they drink, they don't have great eating habits, they were never like athletes. You know, they maybe walk around from time to time. But and this isn't to say we should disregard nutritional advice and fitness advice but it is to sort of say we should put that in in the context and ask what do we want like do we need to be perfectly healthy or do we want to be well enough to live our lives and be good people and that's what I believe in so I believe in paleo and I believe in eating well so that I can have a healthy enough body that I function well and feel good and then like can go have a good life because isn't that what this is all about too often we have that kind of more short-sighted thinking of like, well, you know, in order to have a good life, I need to look a certain way or I need to, you know, check certain boxes in my diet or, you know, I need to be to be viewed by others as living a healthy life. Whereas, you know, if you take a step back and look at the more kind of macro view, it's like, how about thinking, okay, I want to make a decision today that's going to mean that I'm still healthy when I'm 99 years old. And hopefully that will mean not hopefully, but you know, a lot of times that does mean making somewhat thoughtful nutritional choices, but it rarely, if ever, means having to live on those extremes. Yeah, I um I it's interesting because I feel like and this is kind of a kick I've been on lately, which is the way that you think and engage with your food is just as important as the food that you're eating. So with a lot of my clients and a lot of people who write into the podcast, it's constantly that I can't like my relationship with food is broken and I can't stop obsessing about food. And what happens essentially is women really do this whole like crazy obsession thing, right? They they get in locked into I need to eat this way. I need to do fitness this way and I need to look this way and they kind of disregard what their own body needs and what makes them happy and they they hand over their power to a certain weight or certain body type or whatever. 
And so they get into this very restrictive uh, mentality. They don't live with total presence. They shy away from from doing things because they believe that they aren't acceptable um, just as they are and don't love themselves just as they are. And so, you know, that restrictive kind of mentality of like, I need to be working out a lot and then also restricting all the food most of the time leads to the binging episodes the overeating episodes those episodes of oh I just fell off the wagon and I need to get back on so I need to punish myself because I just screwed up and so then it it just starts this whole cycle of crazy and uh, a lot of uh, people in general trick themselves into thinking like I'm they're they're making themselves or in the process of making themselves more healthy when in reality they're just uh, hurting their health. They're making themselves um, more stressed out, right? And and the mental and uh, that banter just really inhibits emotional health and growth and, and hurts us. So it's um, it's one of those things, you know, mental and, and I totally agree with Stephanie. It's, it's that mental, if you're happy and you're mentally and emotionally stable and like cared for and you care for yourself, um, that's going to go, I think, a really long way. Um, and we know that that food is a big player in that, right? So like the foods that you eat can absolutely affect your mental and emotional health, especially if you are eating something that disrupts your gut or is not right for you or you have an intolerance to. So figuring out those things is really important, but it's also really important to work on that mental and emotional side of things and to learn how to feed your body and work out in a way that that actually serves your body's needs, not someone else's um, ideals. Yeah, and we've talked to some eating disorder experts on the show in the past, and we often come back to the concept of black and black and white thinking, mm-hmm. and, and how also it's... the concept you talked about of like, okay, why? Right. You know, like okay, just asking that question. Just asking that question, yeah. like okay, you feel the need to follow this to the letter. Why? Mm-hmm. And some, I mean, every once in a while, you are going to come up with an answer that makes sense. Like I have a severe food allergy, or I, you know, whatever it is. Okay, that's a perfectly reasonable reason. But I think for the most part, yeah, just kind of what you're saying. Like if it that swings you is, to a point of where yeah. that's all you're thinking about or that's you're beating yourself up and you have that guilt. Yeah, I, I think it's we need to treat ourselves nicely and have fun and laugh. I want to ask you about your listeners. And is there has there been a moment or I'm sure there's been multiple moments where you have just really learned a lot from an email or particular listener question or something that's come from your community? Yes. Can I recall them off the top of my head right now? No. Then then maybe speak about it like in a collective voice. Noelle, do you have something? Well, I, it's hard because, um, I, yeah, I'm the one who looks at all of the mass, the questions in the email. Um, but I think, you know, within the context of us reading and engaging with listeners, it's, it's really interesting um, to me, and it's it's validating. And I, maybe this isn't what you were looking for, but it's great when things work. Does that yeah, make sense? Like, it's just totally. it's an awesome feeling when um, somebody's like, "Hey, I was like totally." And this is honestly, it's more in the reviews that we get of the podcast. Like, I just went back and read like the five to ten most recent reviews, and like people are literally saying. You know, this mentality, what you guys talk about, it's it's changing my life. It's changed my life. I've been able to either get pregnant or I've been able to just relax or I've been able to, like, really get to the bottom of certain issues that I've had and now I'm living in just such a different way. And so... Uh, that and and we have an, an Instagram page now that we created like you guys for the podcast and 
while it's relatively small right now, it's still it's where everybody connects and and kind of cultivates and and has these discussions. And it's so interesting to see people go through that transformation process of I used to think about food and fitness this one way. And now I think about it another way. And my life is completely different. And the way that I view the world is completely different. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like that's fun, too, because then like, I mean, in a way, a little bit, it's like, you know what, we are onto something here. Yeah. Like we aren't just, you know, on like this happens to Joanna all the time. We're sitting in like this like kind of afterthought of a room in her house. <laughs> and, you know, it's just still funny sometimes for us to think like so many people listen every week to us just sort of ramble. But then at the same time, when you hear things like that, it's like, you know what? Maybe we aren't just like yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we aren't just recording underneath those headscarf. Headscarves. And- I mean, you know, sometimes maybe that too. Yeah. <laughs> Claire and I used to record on well on the floor in her guest room. Yeah. Now we have like a little. I think it was like, like an old studio. sewing table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we used to record in my guest room, sitting on the floor with the microphone propped up on a milk crate. <laughs> and nice. we swore for the longest time only our mothers listened, and then and when not we, even then. Yeah, and, and then sometimes my husband, but definitely not Joy's husband. Yeah, definitely not my husband. <laughs> He likes to be a man of mystery. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's so funny. Maker. It's so funny to be that voice. So what's what's really important that, I guess, for the Paleo Women podcast, what is the uh, mission for you guys of really what you want it to be about and where you see it going? Everywhere. <laughs> um, world domination. I, world domination. I think we've been, you know, we've been circling about this idea kind of the whole time is that the Paleo Women podcast is about helping women be well in all of the ways and getting rid of all of the baggage we have that holds us down and liberating us such that we can be self-loving and effusively outwardly loving people. Um, I really hope, my hope is that we can sort of, you know, we want to expand this and we are the Paleo Women podcast and this does help us reach people who are searching for paleo things, but we also hope very much that we'll be able to reach people eventually who are who are outside of this world and we're not dogmatic about people being paleo or not you know we don't particularly care we think paleo has a lot of good things to say about what you should be eating but uh we're very inclusive in that way and which if i, I can know, inter- if, if, I if i can interrupt people. you if i can interrupt <laughs> yeah if i can interrupt you about that is we've interviewed paleo mg um a few times on our podcast and um, she often gets comments of, you know, well, that's not paleo. So I, I wonder, too, it's just interesting. It's such a great thing that you guys can be the Paleo Women podcast, but also advocate for like, hey, and chill out about it. You know, like there's not one way of thinking here. <laughs> it feels a little bit. It feels yeah. a little bit like we're cheating in that way. It's like, yeah. well, then why do you call yourselves paleo? You know, we deal with that a lot. You yeah. know, uh, well, I mean, Julie Bauer is always, always talking about that, where she's like, she'll have to put a disclaimer on a photo that's like, like I no, know this is a paleo. paleo. <laughs> that's awful. The paleo police come around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's fine. Like if that's you know, people are like whatever if people want to be that way then that's absolutely fine the truth of the matter is Steph and I both follow pretty much what we'd consider to be a paleo diet or paleo template with you know modifications or flexibility and so we're passionate about teaching people how to approach health that way and how to approach you know diet and and all that kind of stuff that way which is like oh cool this makes sense Um, it's really helped me feel really good right and then tailoring it uh, making it sort of individualized to 
to us. And so, um, yeah, no paleo police with us, which is nice. Um, and we also still get to eat paleo. So, (laughs) (laughs) and we do, I mean, we've, we've spoken a lot about abstract things so far today, which is great, but also we deal a lot in like nitty gritty details of thyroid health and hormone health and all of those things, you know, they're absolutely necessary for uh, helping people feel well. And so, we need to be able to continuously be able to bring that to people and to um, stay on top of the science ourselves such that it will remain a relevant resource. Right. And so you guys do walk the walk. You're not just saying, oh, and be flexible at the same time. I mean, I know you guys, you guys have such an informative podcast and it's a really, really um, great resource for people too. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So on a fun, like little, we're going to be wrapping up soon. Like what are the things that, what are your hobbies? I know Stephanie, I've seen some awesome photos of you're like a swing dancer or like a ballroom dancer. It looks <laughs> She's like all the dancers. You're like all the dancers. Talk a little bit about the hobbies you did guys you know do in your real life. I feel like we've brought this up a lot lately, but do you know that Joy was a ballroom dancer in the Super Bowl oh. halftime show with Diana Ross? Well, not ballroom dancer. I was a, da- a backup you, dancer. Oh, but you were also, also a competitive ballroom, ballroom, ballroom dancing dancing. in college. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So ballroom, I mean, I can follow the ballroom dances because (laughs) I can follow anything. Just kidding. But um, I try. (laughs) Well, I can't follow I can't follow anything. But I do actually, that's a very important thing to me is uh, being a good, uh, high quality follower. I've danced my whole life, but I've only been partner dancing for I don't know about four years now. And I, I, I love it. I can't, I can't live without it. And um it may be problematic because it keeps me up until, you know, 4 a.m. many nights of the week. But it, again, it's something that brings me joy and animates me. And I to be able to like move and move in sync with music and with another human being and cultivate that just that perfectly calibrated connection with somebody and the communication and to connect with them in a moment that is sort of it's an agreement that for four minutes you're going to be in love particularly in the dances that I do I do um I do do the swing dances but I specialize more in the Latin dances like salsa and bachata some African ones too but it's um yeah that's what I do and that's why I love it I it's a really great great way to feel like you're in love all the time that is pretty amazing. <laughs> and are you just, I, I think recently on your most recent podcast, you're like, you're not dating anyone, but you're having a good time. Is that, are you still, are you on always, the, okay. always, always, I, I love it's it. Been, it's been almost a decade since I've been in a relationship. So yes, I am. Ha- I am definitely having a good time. <laughs> Are you on like all the dating apps? What is it? What's, I mean, we're, no, Claire and I are married. So we're like, we've been out of the dating world. Like, tell us what it's like. I've been on all the dating apps and, uh, you know, Tinder and OkCupid especially. And I've, I've gone on a lot of dates and met some really fabulous people. Uh, I'm not currently doing that right now because time and also actually, this is interesting. Internet dating is not really big in the UK, so you can't really do it here. Uh, and I dance and, and, there was no shortage of men when you dance and they do tend to be uh, because they're so sexy and confident and good dancers there there tends to be a, I think a higher proportion of womanizers in the scene than there are in the world at large oh, yeah, but that sounds like fun I mean I can play that game too so Heck yeah <laughs> takes two to tango literally sorry yep okay Noel Noel I am not nearly as interesting as Stephanie is. <laughs> side note, uh, which is why we work so well on the podcast. I I have like anything and everything outside is my hobby. 
Not gonna lie, and it's been really hard with the whole back thing because I just haven't been able. Like I used to be just oh, like a big time. I want to go for a walk. I have two uh, boxers, and they're my life. And so I loved, you know, taking them for a walk. So I haven't been out much. But as the sun's coming out, like I am, it's hilarious because we have we're about to move out of our house, and we're making a big move. And we've been here for like four and a half years, and we have these two. Like we've sold most of our furniture. I'm living sort of like a college student right now with hardly any furniture, but. We have these two broken, uh, like, deck chairs. And so, like, every morning I try to, like, go out there and sit in the sun and do a little bit of work from my computer or, like, just drink some coffee just so, like, I can just, like, be out there. And my husband kind of walks by and just, like, chuckles at me. He's like, you're hilarious because you just love being outside. Like, and, and so, like, we're looking for new places to move to. And, like, priority number one is, like, is there a rooftop deck or can I – is there, like, easy access to, like, sit outside? <laughs> is there a bench in the front yard or something? Because it's it's going to be another downtown area. So um, so anything outside. And honestly, I just um, I know this is so cliche, but I really do enjoy um, like challenging my body. And it's taken on a whole new context recently, which it used to be do the fitness thing so that I can get fit and look better, which I don't have any problem if you want to like you, you love the way a muscular back looks and you want to make your back muscular. But I've had a lot of fun recently just like switching up my goals and being like, let's see how many pull ups I can really get in and let's see if I can do it weighted. And so like I go to the gym which just so happens to be a um, nationally ranked football gym uh, with wow. everything that I could ever want. Where uh, do you my live? In Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> oh, I love Annapolis. Yeah. My, my brother went to the Naval Academy. Oh, yeah? So we That's were there cool. all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so, so great. My, my husband uh, just finished up working there. And so we had all these awesome resources and I just, I just, that just brings me a lot of joy, like being there, hanging out with, with the coaches and the other people and, and, and just like, you know, seeing what my body can do. So I'm really looking forward to exploring a new city and a new town and just being able to kind of, again, see what my body is capable of in the future. So, cause things only get better, right, Steph? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is something we're working on. This is something <laughs> we're working on. You only get better as you age. Wait, are you guys afraid of aging? yeah <laughs> are you really I'm recently like well so because I dance and I love my lifestyle the way it is right now I do have a little bit of anxiety about it because it's you can't do this forever yeah yeah so I, I sent her like a bunch of stats on like triathletes and stuff I'm like you know Chrissy Wellington who won the iron like iron man didn't start until she was like in her late 20s and won it at like 31 at you know I was like so your 30s are your best I was like looking up Boston Marathon you know winners and stuff like that I was like there's it's only good how ahead. old are you <laughs> me She's me upper 20s I'm, <laughs> around I'm I'm almost 28. Oh, okay, Stephanie, we need to have a little chat. We need to have <laughs> a, a dance little chat. In the as a I dancer in the okay. communities that I'm in, Fair. yeah, I'm I'm old now, like okay. relatively. Yeah, you're you're pretty much out. Slay right to thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I, pretty, I am out to pasture. Yep. <laughs> Straight. When I turned 21, I remember talking to my grandma on the phone, and she told she said that now I was an old maid. Yeah. Because I yep. wasn't, I at the time wasn't married. I was like, well, okay. Can I share a very quick fact with you? Yeah. Please. So, uh, OkCupid collects data from the people that it surveys, right? Uh, the people on its website. And when they tracked the ages that different genders were more attracted to, 
women are consistently attracted to people who are the same age as them or a little bit older. So when you're like 20, you like 20 and 25. And when you're 40, you like 40 and 45. But for men, 100% of men, not 100, but generally speaking, for men, no matter what age you are, the sexiest age for a woman is 22. Oh, so after you gross. pass 22 as a woman, technically, it's just like, downhill. From it's there. downhill from there. I don't yeah. know who, what men were being pulled, but they're not the ones that That's are kind of a gross the good ones. They're not the good ones. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, I'm kind of Ugh. grossed out by that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's like that quote, you know, the, that famous movie quote, I, high school girls, I keep getting older and they stay the same. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> you i feel like how old are you i feel crusty after hearing that fact (laughs) i just turned 30 okay well as okay i feel like share um oh my gosh uh from from clueless clueless where she's like as someone well my birthday's in april so as someone who's as someone who's older i'm 38 and i can tell you that you definitely get better as you get older and i am probably in the best shape of my life and I feel really good but I get the whole dancing thing especially I'm I've married I've been married for eight years so I think like the social circle dancing world sure but you do get better as you get older especially in the I don't give a f what people think realm it's very liberating yeah but I ain't never gave any f's yeah that's that's a really good quality to have Oh, do you have any favorite last? I love this question just because I like totally weird about products. I love products. Do you oh, have any no. favorite products? I don't, I don't, whatever comes to mind, food, clothes, makeup, makeup. What are your faves? I don't know. I already talked about apples. Yeah. <laughs> you hate apples. Um, products. Does it have to be a specific line? There nope. is a type of object in my life. Yeah, go. I love stilettos. Ooh. <laughs> I wear, a good one. I wear nothing but the sassiest biggest heels oh yeah. i love that I, and you that. already you seem tall are you really tall i'm super short i'm oh. five two. Oh, i don't know she why she seems just... tall because she's always wearing stilettos well, i, just feel I like... seem tall yeah. because i'm such a badass yeah uh no i'm five two ever since i was barefoot i was barefoot like my whole life and i always wore tiny little flat shoes and was like whatever screw shoes but now i decided i'm gonna I don't know, behave like a boss. And yeah. for me, a part of that is my like super unapologetic shoes. Mm. That's I dig. amazing. I dig it. Mm-hmm. What do your bosses? favorite ones look like? Um, I'm currently rocking a pair of rocking, currently rocking a pair of uh, guess black stiletto boots. They're suede. They come oh my up gosh. The- Did you just Instagram a picture of those today? Uh, or like yesterday? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're freaking amazing. They're like so tall, right? Like they go up past your knees. To my knees, yeah. Yeah. That's the nice thing about having short legs is that boots that for other people are like mid-calf on you are like sassy thigh boots. My dad once inadvertently bought me a pair of thigh-high leather boots because I asked him for like some leather snow boots. So he was like, oh, I'm going to get you some fashion boots. And he had my stepsister, who's six feet tall, try them out for me. And they fit her. And on me, they came over my knee. I was like, someone yeah. tells me that my like 70-year-old father was not in the market to buy his daughter thigh-high leather boots, but <laughs> we'll go with it. Woo! I feel like Stephanie could be a superhero. In like, those boots. Yeah, in those boots. Yeah. You need to be like in a superhero movie. Man, I'm insulted you don't already find me a superhero. Well, I no, you're like <laughs> uber superhero. You could. Just no, mm-hmm. yeah, just no capes. How about you, Noelle? I I am a big fan of the chappy stick, and so I like, I have one in my hand at this moment <laughs> that is a uh, it's by Badger. It's this brand that I just yes. love. 
no affiliation to them super creamy and like it's basically just like coconut oil and beeswax and like some essential oils and i i probably have like three in every drawer in my house you're i we're like kindred (laughs) we're kindred spirits i have i don't know why i have to carry at least like 10 chapsticks on me at all times it's It's a really weird thing yeah like i have to have access and know there are chapsticks available at any time of day at any location. Um, okay, so wrapping up, any last things you want to share as far as like what you guys are going to be up to? Any future things with Palo Women Podcast or just in life? Like what what do you got going on? Mm-hmm. Noel? <laughs> <laughs> we have things we can't discuss at the moment. But have, been cons- yeah, but have been consuming our, our time. I am working on a program it's gonna be which I'm really excited about so like this is I'm sort of new to the online existence world and I am finally kind of putting a lot of time and effort which means I've pulled myself away from other things but um what do you you mean you've been you haven't been in the online world what do you mean well like I mean I just I feel like I'm still kind of a newbie to online business stuff like I only yeah, I only really got started in in late 2014-ish. And so it's still, a, there's a lot to learn. Um, and so, uh, you know, the podcast is one of the first real ventures that we took on together. And um, so we're, we're experimenting with other things. And then I'm, I'm working on a program called uh, Strong From Home. And it's basically going to be in a home-based uh, workout program that's going to have all of my sort of quirky self-love, all you know, all that kind of stuff intertwined. But it's just going to be a way because that's kind of what I really focus on with a lot of my social media stuff is alignment and body weight movements and how to do stuff from home. So that's kind of what I'm working on in the future. I'm really excited about it. And it's going to be interesting because we're, I mean, huge life changes. We're moving. Uh, my husband's actually getting out of the Marine Corps and getting into a job. And so it's just... There's going to be a lot in the next few months, and I'm, I'm excited to see it all unfold. Well, thank you guys so much for spending time with us. We feel like we could just sit in a room and talk for hours. With scarves over our heads. Yeah, I know, scarves. but I need to take the scarf off my head. So. Are you yeah. dying of just like sweating over there? You know what? We're sitting here this thud and be like, well, she just passed out for asphyxiating herself. Real tired. So before that happens, yeah. all right, where can everybody find you? The Paleo Women Podcast. <laughs> Um, in I'm iTunes at, and Stitcher. In iTunes and Stitcher. I'm at paleoforwomen.com. I'm at coconutsandkettlebells.com. Awesome. Stephanie, where can they find your book? Sexy by Nature, The Whole Food Solution of Radiant Health, Lifelong Sex Appeal, and Soaring Confidence. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or in Barnes & Noble. Well, that wraps it up for episode 153 with the Paleo Women podcast. You guys stay on the line so we can chat after we hang up here. We'll give some closure. Yeah, we need some closure. Um, you guys, listeners out there, you can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Snapchat. Snapchat. We're at GGW Podcast on Snapchat. And we really are digging the Snapchat. We're snapping fools. We are like 15-year-olds. Yeah. So please support the podcast by submitting an iTunes review and giving us a rating, give us some feedback and subscribing to the podcast. You can support our sponsors for athletics, code GGW and Kalo, Q-A-L-O.com, code GGW. For both, support the podcast and support our great sponsors. And we'll see you next week, you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.